Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, a special episode, by the way, because, uh, so we didn't announce who this individual was going to be for the interview. We kept this one under wraps a little bit, but, uh, we're proud to announce that our next interview is with none other than, um, Tommy Wilson, AKA Saiyan. Saiyan, how are you today? How's it going, guys? Doing pretty damn well. How about you? Oh, just absolutely peachy. This, great, it's great. This Glad is to be here. Yes, uh, you are realistically the first current professional player that we've had on the show. Awesome. Yes. Glad to be the first and hopefully not the last. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll just say this. For those who don't know about saying right off the bat, um, saying you're currently not competing, but you are streaming full-time. Yes. Um, but wait, wait. according to your tweet... You will be competing at the Halo 5 2v2 with the UGC Halo Classic Atlantic City alongside Neptune. Is that still correct? Yes, that is correct. Hell yeah. Um, and then also a couple fun facts about Saiyan. Notable placings. Uh, he got second place at DreamHack Atlanta 2018 on Reciprocity with Pistola, Snipedown, and Trippy. And then got third um, at Halo World Championships 2018 uh, on Team Envy alongside Boobadoobu, Pistola, and Trippy as well. Some pretty damn good placings if I do say so myself. Yeah. Yep, we're able to make some progress, especially myself and uh, Trippy, in that sort of 2018, beginning of 2018 year, and we were able to just keep uh, keep getting better, it seemed like. Hell yeah. All right, let's just start off with some standard questions here. What's the story behind the name of Saiyan? So, just pretty much the general thing is, of course, I was uh, a big fan of Dragon Ball Z, and my brother, of course, he, he was like... A big influence on a gaming and b dragon ball z so um <clears throat> i always played halo whenever he first started playing halo way back and i was like four or five years old and he's uh, about seven seven and a half years older than i am so he was able to teach me the ways and uh right around when halo 3 came out and he got xbox live i ended up actually getting xbox live being only like nine years old or whatever so he made little like saiyan was my first ever like official gamer tag my gold gamer tag and i actually kept that until 2016 even going into my very first event i had little like saiyan jesus uh, for the longest time and so i was just we, we were big fans of dragon ball z and we always really enjoyed it and just kind of stuck for a long time and i decided to just keep rolling with it even though there was of course the the big well-known saiyan previously yes. many years ago so but he hasn't been around for a while, so I figured it, it's okay to uh, just kind of stick with it. Right, I was going to say, it's it's the old, old vets will know exactly who that is, but a lot yeah. of the newer people coming into the scene aren't going to know. Will, do you know who the old Saiyan I do was? not, actually. So there you go. Saiyan, um, reference <laughs> for me, I, I am more recent to the Halo scene. I started following in Halo 5, and um, this gotcha. man, Josh, across from me, like pulled me in. He's been watching since early MLG days, and... It's, it's the best of both nice. worlds. Yeah. Yeah. So on the topic of Dragon Ball Z, I have to ask you. So do you go uh, back and watch it consistently? Um, no, I haven't. I really want to. I just hadn't really found the service. I've been told a couple different uh, places I could watch it, but I really would like to. Um, my brother actually has like an entire like the DVD collection Jesus. set, like Blu-ray <laughs> that he got like a year ago uh, just to rewatch it. And I would really like to, but. No, it's been a while since I've uh, rewatched all of it. So for somebody coming into just watching Dragon Ball Z for the first time, would you recommend they watch every episode or do they do you recommend them skip the ones that are considered filler episodes? 
I, yeah, I would definitely say not even just for Dragon Ball Z, but any sort of like anime like that. There's there's filler, and it's called filler for a reason. It has no no real impact, so you don't really need to watch those. If most there's like a lot of websites, you can just search up like an an anime filler list and figure that stuff out. Just find out what the important episodes are, and because Dragon Ball Z has a lot of filler. That's exactly what so, I did. So that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. No no need to force yourself to just sit through like 20 episodes of people just yelling back and forth and then the fighting starts <laughs> in typical dragon ball c fashion yeah exactly um so you you talked a little bit about how your brother got you into um halo 3 and whatnot what how did you get your start into gaming itself so gaming itself it started with me and my brother playing halo 1 i think awesome. i want to say maybe i played like some nintendo games with him before he got an xbox and we started playing halo together but um halo one was definitely like the main game where i remember just playing a lot with him um and his one of his friends and one of one of my friends at the time we were both in like kindergarten and um he and my friend's older brother was close to my brother's age and then he was close to my age so it was kind of like uh a very similar situation for us all we just played like four player split screen and just play against each other and uh that's just where it all started man that's where the the love for halo began that's awesome um and then I was thinking of something as well. Um, you know, we we mentioned the old saying from way back. Mm-hmm. Did you follow the competitive scene at all when you were growing up? Um, like with playing with your brother and your friends in Halo One and moving on to two and three. So my brother kept up with the competitive, probably much more than I did. And even though he was still into it, I don't think he watched every single event. I definitely didn't watch all the events, but I knew of some of the players. I knew of Ola, I knew of Snipedown, T-Squared, and some of the more reputable names. And of course, I knew Final Boss and Ogre 2, Ogre 1, Walshy, all those guys. And So I knew of them, and I've watched some series. I actually used to remember some of the on-demand videos that were uh, with like our service provider that we could even That's amazing. Like, download. Or not download, but just uh, watch for uh, whatever night we wanted to, if it was available. But it was like maybe a 240p video oh, of, of course. like a 10 minute match or something <laughs> like that. So it wasn't that viable of an option like anything today that you can just watch on Twitch. But um, that's where it all started. I kept up with it a little bit. I honestly never really kept up with the competitions until Halo 5, really. Okay. Uh, that's where I got interested with it. But I always knew of the realm and always knew of some of the notable players. Awesome. So we talked about Halo and whatnot. We talked about gaming. But what are your hobbies outside of video games? Uh, I mean, it's really, it's pretty minimal. I mean, I really, I'm very competitive and I used to play some sports here and there growing up, but um, <clears throat> over the past few years, it's mainly just been like, I play different games to try and be the best of those games. And then I hang out with my girlfriend, we watch movies, binge some shows, I go to the gym, but that's mainly what I do. I stay pretty minimalistic with what I want to do. There's not too much around where I live to that's like affordable because it's like at this time or at this like location it's like there's nothing really to do that's cheap and easy and easy fun so it's like if you want to do something that's like actually enjoyable you gotta like shell out the money so mainly i just stay in and i'll play halo i'll play apex i'll play whatever something nowadays just to uh just to keep grinding and keep getting better at something usually gaming takes up most of my time awesome and then based off your recent tweet uh you said the semester's starting up soon here what are you in school for uh, currently, I actually just took the spring semester off this year to sort of figure out what major I wanted because I was currently in chemistry. 
Oh, wow. So I swapped over. I, I like took the semester off because I was like, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. I, since I, I was very set on going with chemistry uh, about two years ago in the fall, whenever I started in 2017, because I graduated that spring of 2017 or that summer. So uh, it took a while now starting to realize after competing, like, I don't really want to do some research job that I don't even know exactly what I'm doing with this degree. So <clears throat> I think I'm just getting much more into the gaming industry. And so I think I'm going to, I changed my, my major to marketing. So that's what I think I'm going to try and maybe integrate further. Um, <clears throat> maybe after I'm done competing with the industry, cause I'll have maybe some ties. So that's sort of my sort of outlook right now. That's fantastic. I, I was basically in the same boat trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do. Now I think I found my spot as well. So good luck to you in your in your schooling, sir. That's awesome. You too. Thank you. It is not not the easiest thing to just think of what do, what do I want to do for the rest of my life. So. Oh, absolutely fucking not. And considering I have not. a six month old daughter, being in school is a pain in the ass right now. But that's besides <laughs> oh, the I point. I can imagine. Um, all right. Coming back to competing here, what drives you to compete? Um, I mean, the drive really is just it. So as a preface for how I started competing, at least is I just started playing Halo five a lot just because that was the new Halo. And I was old enough, just like that competitive edge, that desire was there. I just wanted to be better than people. And I had a lot of free time on my hands. So, um, that drive was just like, I want to be the best. I didn't really think of like, I wanted to compete. But I just wanted to be better than people. And that started online, of course, because that's just what I had. I had an Xbox and a gold membership, so I'm playing online. And more and more, like, I'm getting better than people, and so I'm playing better players. And then I just want to keep being better than those players. And then finally, I'm starting to compete. I'm starting to get more interested in the competitions. And then I start getting offers about playing on amateur teams. And I'm like, all right, well, sure, why not? This is still taking a lot of my free time, but I have that free time. I'm doing other things that... I can do and I still want to be better than these players and it's just that it's just the simple drive of competition that really I think sets it for me and that's why I said earlier with my free time just it's taken up a lot by games because even like with Apex currently it's like I just want to be better than people in that game and it's the same for Halo as it has been since I started competing. As long as you just shit on T squared that's all that really matters <laughs> in Apex. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh you, so you talked about how your brother was the one that really followed the competitive scene in like Halos 1, 2, and 3 and whatnot. What was his thought of you really taking the reins in Halo 5 and wanting to compete at that pro level? I mean, it, it blew him away because he finally saw it. Well, he always, of course, knew of the competition, but not, of course, like everyone realized, esports hasn't become or it has become this big industry now in the past, like I'd say five or six years especially that like this is a real job that we a lot of people can make happen so it it blew him away like you're making this kind of money doing this kind of thing that i used to do in high school all the time and he's like that's awesome like he it made him want to compete too even though he's a little too old now and he finally kind of found his passion but he's like man that really makes me want to compete and he's super happy super happy and pumped for me so it's it's awesome let me just say that it's it I think it's great that you have that type of relationship with your brother as well the one that is very supportive of what you want to do because yeah. it is it I mean on the parent side of things it, it's it's kind of hard to have a parent that's kind of disconnected from the whole realm of that but to have mm -hmm. a sibling that's right there with you that's fantastic and I'm glad that yeah. let me just say that I'm happy for that your brother like introduced you to all these things as well because we're glad that you're in the scene and you've definitely made things happen within the scene and that's awesome 
Yeah, I appreciate that. It really is a great feeling. And um, if anybody is going to be listening at some point that has a friend or has a brother or sister that is interested, I mean, just give them that support. If I mean, I think if anyone can at least dip in or <clears throat> sort of put in that time or they want to put in that time to do something that is kind of outrageous, because I mean, it is outrageous to think like, oh, I'm going to put in five, six hours daily on a video game. Like that sounds kind of crazy, but I mean, if you're still keeping up your social life, you're still eating right, sleeping right, and maybe you're keeping up your grades, like that's what I still was able to manage. Maybe not so much sleeping all the time or sleeping as much as I really could, but I still kept up everything I needed to when I needed to. So it's like, why not let me do what I do? So I think it's very healthy in that aspect of like, I got to meet a whole bunch of people. I got that competitive sort of edge that I wanted to like sort of fulfill and it allowed a good outlet for me to just have fun. And now since it, I was able to take it so serious, I can make money from it. And I know a lot of other people in the future can do the same thing. That's awesome. Um, so let's say you weren't competing, you weren't streaming, you were just Joe Schmo. What would mm-hmm. you be doing? I was just Joe Schmo. Are you talking about in this current state, like where we're in right now? Yep. If we, yep. Or, if you just right now were not competing, weren't streaming, you just had your regu- you just had a normal career. I mean, mm. streaming it. We're, I'm, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say that streaming and competing are normal careers at this point. They've become so big. They become so mainstream. They are fucking normal careers. If you weren't doing those two things, what else would you be doing? Uh, I imagine I'd I'd still have been taking school very serious because that's where I was. Where. I just graduated high school and I had this cool job, but if I didn't have that cool job, I still would have been just taking my studies seriously. And I was looking for a job, like a normal job, while still going to school. So I stopped looking because I couldn't get a job. The new semester started and then I was competing. So I probably would just have some normal job while trying to get my degree. Maybe I still would have stuck with chemistry. I'm not too sure. Um, But that's that's probably where I'd be right now. Just, Just probably still grinding away at something else most likely the education let me just say that it it, based off the conversation that we've had already it seems like you have a good head on your shoulders so i have to ask what did your parents think when you decided that you wanted to compete full-time in halo 5 so uh, at the start i will say that my parents were separated and i was living with my mom or have been living with my mom for years now and when it first started and it was like the summer of 2016 and at this time, I had, I've had a girlfriend now for a while, and we ha- I had a girlfriend. I still went out and saw some friends here and there, and I had good grades, and I did all my things I needed to do. And But during the summer, I'm looking for a job. I'm not finding a job, and I'm putting in a lot of hours at this new Halo that I, I enjoyed. Uh, my mom still was like, that's fine, but I still think you should be going out a lot more, not doing this so <laughs> sure. much and doing this. And my dad um, as well, I still would talk to him about this because I, I, like I said, I, I kind of, I've told a lot of people, I've almost fell into co- like competing because I just wanted to get better at the game. And then people started coming to me saying, you should do this, or we should team, or we should do this. And it kind of came on, on to me like, okay, well, I can do this for now. That sounds pretty cool. And it just sort of developed and then got on better teams, started playing in online tourneys, then got on a good enough team that we started winning online amateur tourneys um, with Trippy at the time. And then um, I was like, I'm making money now like a couple hundred dollars each week just doing something that is fun and is competitive and very cool. And my dad was super on board. He's like, that's great. I mean, your grades are fine. Just make sure that stays fine. And then, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. See what comes of it. And my mom, once she started seeing the money too, she's like, wow, okay, you can actually do this. That's, that's cool. All right. And then I go to my first event, 
they hear that I don't have to pay anything for my first event because I was got lucky enough to be on a good enough team and got good enough support from uh, <clears throat> success and money matches at the time that sort of supported them. And I was able to go to my first event, didn't have to pay for the hotel or flight, which was very, is very much a blessing. And we made, uh, we got like 10th at our first event. So it was uh, great. And then we made some, I don't know if we actually made money that time, but then we were able to get flown to relegations. So it's like all these pieces are falling into place where it's like very, I think in my case, it's very obvious to my parents, like I can make something of this. I think for some people, maybe the, the road is a little bit longer and maybe a little bit harder to sort of prove to your parents. I think I was able to at least put enough time in to make the jump a little bit faster than others. So it was easy to sort of prove to my parents that this is viable. Um, but once they started seeing the money and started seeing that I was enjoying it and started seeing like, I can travel, I can do all these cool things. It's just like, it's a cool thing. And I'm still doing the main important thing, which is getting my education and doing well in it. So why not? And so they were perfectly on board. That's great. Yep. That is, it was awesome. That is really great to hear. And it's, it, you had a lot of that just young talent coming up as well, because we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but you did have a monumental rise that went pretty damn quickly, realistically speaking. Yeah. So, yes, yes we're definitely going to be talking about that. Uh, the final just basic question I want to ask you is, uh, what type of controller do you use? And then if you remember them, what are the settings that you use? Um, so I've just played on a bunch of different controllers. Obviously, I started with the normal Xbox controller that I could afford. And it was funny, at the time, right whenever I was starting to take competing a little bit more serious, or I thought I was going to, I had sold a bunch of games that I hadn't um, really used for a long, or played, or done anything with for a long time. And I was just cleaning out stuff. And I was like, I'm going to go to GameStop and sell this. Maybe I'll even make some money. I doubt I'll make that much because obviously everyone, there's like that meme, like you 20, get yeah. like five, <laughs> yeah, you get 20 bucks from GameStop for selling 50 games. But I had some very lucky uh, additions to what kind of games I had. And I got like $200 or Holy over $200 from GameStop with what I sold. But I still sold like 30 or 40 games plus like some other little things here and there. Good Lord. And I was like, all right, I wanted to buy a controller because I still had some cash, but I also have this now that can fully pay for this. I'm getting an Elite controller. So I bought an Elite controller from GameStop. Oh, yeah. And that was the first like uh, special controller I got, and it was just the normal Xbox Elite. Yep. Um, for the longest time, I've always played Claw, so I only used a single paddle, and that was to swap grenades just for the convenience of it. Okay. So that was just the one simple thing to sort of uh, add to that, but I, I tried messing with the triggers a little bit here and there and i think i'd maybe change them and kept them for a while but at the end of it i never i didn't really like them that much so i turned everything off i only used the paddle and so i went from elites or i had that one elite for the longest time and then uh months and months later once i was on luminosity we got our own uh scuffs um <clears throat> from luminosity and i didn't really like scuffs at first but then i kind of got used to it and so i used scuffs for a long time and then I actually got a Scuff Elite a few months ago, or like about six, seven months ago. That ended up breaking, and I started to realize, man, I don't even use this paddle for that much. I still claw. I might as well just, I might as well just use like a normal controller. So now I'm using a normal controller, and that's that's all I've been using for a few months now. So you're telling me that anybody can get out there and compete 
which is a standard Xbox One controller. Oh, absolutely. Even uh, Pistola, he still uses a normal Xbox controller. That's he changes, fucking awesome. <laughs> he, he changes his settings a little bit sure. um, to his desire, but you can just go into the Xbox apps uh, and change some settings if that's yeah. what you want. But yeah, you don't need... It's one of those things like a gaming chair, for example. A gaming chair is nice. It's comfortable. You can probably sit a lot longer in a gaming chair than you can in just some normal folding chair. But it's not like that it makes or breaks your uh, sort of like what you are as a player in game. Like that's just an addition that can make you maybe a little bit comfortable. Maybe it helps you play a little bit, but it's not like that's the game changer. And same for controllers. It really isn't. So kind of a, this is an out of the, out of bounds, like follow-up question here. Mm -hmm. So I don't, you've, you had to have seen this at events as well, because I see it on stream, but, um, some of the pro players, they prefer not using a gaming chair. At least that's what it looks like. Yeah. Like, they'll swap that out. Do you have any context as to what's going on there? Is it literally that they just, just don't want to uh, use one? Yeah, it's just because, like, at home, they don't use that, I think, maybe. Um, or sometimes the gaming chairs, even if it's, like, maybe they use a DX racer at home, but they're not using a DX racer at the events. Maybe uh, it's just, like, uh, it's just a little little too clunky so they're like all right and some players also just kind of sit forward or they don't really even like have the sort of support of the chair helping them so they just don't care what they use they just want to have like free space i know that's what some people preferred well thank you for that context yeah i was always wondering about that it, it just it intrigued me um mm -hmm. also i love so i love how you, you see I'm a person who uses an elite controller, um, but I just like it because of the heft and the feel of the sticks, but I hate yeah. the paddles. I think the paddles are mm -hmm. this, like, too easy to hit, so I'm like, fuck that. I don't need that shit, but Will, on the other hand, Will, I love the paddles. do you use all of them? I use all of them now. There you go. So, clamber, thrust, uh, grenade switch, and then weapon. God, I can't go. fucking do it. Um, all right, let's move on to some Halo Infinite questions. So. Yeah, sure. What are you looking for in the game from a competitive standpoint and potentially a non-competitive standpoint? So do you want like pistol versus BR start? Do you want sprint? Do you not want sprint? So on and so forth. What do you got? So <clears throat> let's just start with the non-competitive, at least just like base game. Sure. Um, base game. I, I really do want it to be as close to a more classic feel as possible. At least not like, I don't want it to be as floaty as Halo 3 was, but I know once people start talking about Halo 3 and older classics, and then they bring up Halo 2, I think Halo 2 is very much like something that can meet that uh, classic feel and feel not as floaty and old feeling, I guess. Because I think the smooth gameplay of Halo 5 that's pretty crisp and your shots are counting, their hit scan all that kind of stuff. When you jump, you're not in the air for a solid second and a half, two seconds, whatever it is. I don't know, but it is really long. It, and it, three. Yeah, it's just, it's just that sort of feeling that, um, I, I want that smooth. I just want that smooth gameplay to continue. Uh, I don't, I really highly doubt they would go back to anything like Halo three with that sort of movement. But, um, besides that, I, like I said, classic is more what I'm looking for. No sprint, but if there is sprint, I still think it could be tuned. Um, I like thrust, and the rest of the abilities I think probably could just stay out. Clamber is another thing that's like I really don't like clamber. If it stays in, it needs to be worked on because uh, I was actually in Nated stream last night, and he was working on Halo Five. Uh, he was just working in custom games in Halo Five, trying to figure out settings that he just wants to like maybe play custom games on with um, his like viewers. And uh, he and I were just talking about we were changing stuff like settings around because I did this months and months ago. 
or about a year ago rather um <clears throat> when the new season was coming out because i wanted to change settings around in halo 5 but it never really went through that's what nate is trying to do just for his personal desire and we we just like the maps are so formed around abilities in halo 5 yeah. that i think that really takes away from the core gameplay because it's like if you're not using those abilities then you're basically not playing halo 5 no and i think that's a takeaway i think it's okay i think it's good to have abilities to add to the game but not to supplement for gameplay and force gameplay because i noticed and you would notice that if you're um trying to jump around without using clamber if you're trying to walk around the map without sprinting it's It's like nightmare you need it they made the map so big they made the jumps too high and they they made all these nuances in the gameplay because they wanted you to use their abilities uh by force almost and And it sucks when clamber doesn't work the way it should exactly exactly and so it's uh it's just that's it's almost like a fundamental change that I want to see in Infinite, where it's like the gameplay should speak for itself. That's what always what classic Halo was, was you're shooting, you're walking, you're gunning, you can literally do anything at any moment. You can do it forwards and backwards and blindfolded if you knew how to play the game well enough. And so I, that's sort of like, even if there is abilities in Infinite, I don't mind it. It's just, it can't be a supplement for the gameplay. That's what I really hope to not see in the future. I just want to see... Uh, just want to see that sort of class. That's why I think classic is so talked about and so desired because that's just what classic was. It was just Halo. It was just that's what Halo was. And I feel like with Halo Five, they took a step away. So that's mainly where I hope to see. Um, just from the base game. Now right. with competitive, at least that's a completely different story. Competitive, like I just hope for competitive, no matter what the base game is. It's mainly in our hands. Like I want to see like eighty to ninety percent of the control in the pro players and like communities' hands about what we want, because I feel like the sort of grasp that three four three had on settings and maps really took a toll on the player base and on the competitive players. Because with Halo Five in particular, they wanted to please everybody. It's very noticeable because they wanted it to be casual, and that's why they have all these abilities because they're supposed to be like cool, fun abilities. But then competitive people. Nobody in competitive at the time was like, yeah, we want to keep these abilities. Most of the players were like, we don't want to see any more of this. Not at all. And for a year and a half from 2015 to early 2017, that wasn't the case. Like, they just kept on continuing. They just kept going and tried to add in their own maps, didn't take out any settings or change any settings. And then, like, viewership started going down and player base started to, and like, especially the classic players, because a lot of people came back from older Halos that hated Halo 4 and Reach, and they came back for Halo 5, and they continued to just stay away after they played for a little while on Halo 5, because they're like, it's just more of the same. So with competitive settings and competitive infinite like HCS, I want to see just more control, because we can, no matter what the base game is for infinite, if we have the capability to just change things on our own, we can find out what we want. And I think that's what's going to it come down to, because I can say all I want, like I want this classic Halo, or I want these specific abilities in for Halo or Halo Infinite in the future, but it's harder to say in practice than just in theory what is actually going to work and what is going to be the best for Halo. I need to actually play the game, but if I can change things on the fly uh, and be very meticulous with what, with what we can change, I think that's what's going to be the best for us because uh, with with the case of sort of like Smash as an example, I think Smash has it, it has no input from uh, from like Nintendo at all, but they sort of allowed they made they allowed the community and the players to decide what stays what goes in and 
it garners that sort of support because it's like we all think this way collectively. If we don't like something collectively, it can just be gone. And we can move on and try and find something else that we enjoy more to take that place. Or we can change these settings or we can allow certain skills and certain uh, abilities or things that people can do. That's not allowed here because it's just too overused or abused and whatnot. So just competitive needs to be in the hands of the players. Right. That way you get a little bit more sense of ownership over what's going on as well. And the thing that boggled my mind over five was a, the amount of things that were absent from five, just at base game level that were in previous halos and how now I know MLG wasn't the official sponsor of competitive events at the time, but there wasn't an MLG style playlist in five that were in previous other halos where they did take community feedback into consideration to make those pro level settings. It's really confused the shit out of me. Um, just a quick question about five as a follow-up should oddball have been in HCS in halo five? Yes or no? Uh, no, I think the one caveat is, was that they gave us the opportunity to test oddball before it was implemented and collectively like 90, 85% of the people were like, we don't really like this. Or it was like this one singular map works, and then they put this it in one anyway. Singular maps, yeah. This one singular map works. It's okay. It still is bad, but we want this probably not to be in, or we would prefer this not to be in. And then they continue to just like, all right, well, it's going to be in. All the maps are going to be in, and it's going to be that way. Instead of like listening to, well, we want to keep maybe one instead of all three, and then they just strong-armed all three in anyway. It's so, so fucking stupid. I, yeah, exactly. So it's like, <laughs> why ask for our input anyway? So that's the thing. 343 really messed up with how they collected input and then how they reacted and then worked off our input and the community's input. And so it's just, that's why I say competitive, Do let us just do whatever the hell we want. Give us like a, a board to play on and then we will just make the rules ourselves. Like how, you can maybe step in for like the large, uh, very large ideas of like certain things, but like just the small, like what the weapon starts is, what certain abilities maybe we should have or like jump height, base movement speed, stuff like that. Like let us control those things and just just step aside and watch us. And like if we need like any like very monumental support for whatever reason that could be, then allow us to, or we, we will allow you to work with us. But it's, I just really hope that it's much more in our hands in the future compared to Infinite. I think they, either way, even if it's not in our hands completely in Infinite, they definitely seem to start taking feedback and reacting to that feedback and just doing something about it much faster and uh, better towards the end of the 2018 season than they were any other year. So yeah. I can at least give them some leeway on that, that they got better, but it just took them way too long. And now with Infinite, they just got to, they got to hit the, they got to hit it right, right at the beginning. And, and they need to come out hot right at the start of Infinite. And I think that's how they do it is just with competitive, Give us more control. Awesome. Okay. With Infinite releasing in 2020, what is your dream team going into the game? So now if you have a planned team, obviously you can keep that under wraps if you'd like. Mm-hmm. But if, yeah, if you have a dream team going into the game, what is it? I mean, if I got to say just dream team outright, I will say there there is no like uh, actual teams being talked about right now. Okay. There really won't. There won't, there won't be just as like a caveat for... Since it's so far out, nobody wants to talk sure. about this stuff. Oh, of course. But, That's um, understandable. If I you don't even know what the game team, is. It would just, yeah, exactly. If I had to have a dream team, it'd just be me on Tox instead of APG right now. 
Wow. All right. All right. That's yeah, get the I'd fuck say. out of here, ABG. I mean, I love Brad. <laughs> oh, I so do I. So like, do I. <laughs> I. I just think that would be like, that's my dream team right there. Like, they're Frosty. I, he's already said multiple times that he's not planning on uh, fully coming back to Infinite. That could change, and maybe they would pick him back up. I think that would probably sure. be the smartest thing. But, I mean, if that's the case, and I've heard from multiple people and himself saying, I most likely won't be doing this. I'm going to save a Call of Duty. That's where I'd like to be. Awesome. Um, I will say, that's like the... That's like the dream team, but if there was like the the backup dream team, which I think could also be good. <laughs> what do you got? It, it'd be myself, Eco, Stellar, and Penguin, or myself, Eco, Penguin, Trippy. Okay. So those are the, those are the two teams I'd be very like happy with, no matter what the combination is. I think that'd be very very solid. Um, I will say, just as like a little intel from years past that whenever i was on lg right around daytona of 2017 after that tournament going into the summer season i was trying i was supposed to try and get on liquid instead of rain at the time oh wow and it was going to be myself stellar eco penguin wow and it never it never went through because lg didn't want to let me go um so that's just kind of unfortunate but uh <laughs> that would have been a i think that would have been a pretty deadly team but uh yeah i still think those guys are they're just very, very great players, and they're also um, very confident and very uh, calm players, which I think is at the highest level is what you need. So, and I think Joey and Trippy in particular, I think Joey used to be a little bit more nervous, honestly. I haven't like directly told them this ever, but I think Uh-oh. he just, <laughs> I think he has gotten much better at being able to just play under pressure, play on land, and like really show up, especially at our last, like when we showed up at second place or finished second place at Atlanta, I just noticed like he was making very consistent plays and he was having fun with the game and just staying a lot more calm. And I think just being on the more veteran squads also helped that with him in particular. So either of those teams, I'd be happy with. Those are some great answers. Get a little bit of splice in there, a little bit of tox in there, a little bit of mm-hmm. liquid in there, just the all the best to all the worlds. It's awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, And then the final question here before we move on to your career what advice can you give to someone looking to really dedicate themselves to competing uh so with competing i i honestly just think the sort of route that i took is the best is like put as much free time as you can in like free time that is healthy free time and then whenever you are playing the game uh just try and make sure that you're putting in meaningful uh gameplay in during your practice don't just play the game to play the game and look for stats you're trying to dissect your gameplay so uh i would play and i would try and consciously almost tell myself like the sort of plays i'm trying to play try and predict people's movements in the game while i'm playing and if that didn't work out if i end up losing the game i would go into theater right after and i would also try and maybe uh or not maybe i i did um very much try and focus on what I was doing. Even if I was making decent decisions, it's like, what could I be doing more so to get the most bang for my buck out of a play? And so it's like, even if you get a single kill, but the rest of your team dies, or maybe you get a kill and you're still losing power-ups, it's like, oh, maybe you should have gone for this power-up, or you should have helped a teammate here, and you guys could have did this. So it's that sort of forward thinking and introspective thinking that you have to you have to basically have that mentality, like, I can carry this team, now what should I be doing to carry this team? Um, even if like I, even today, whenever I'm solo queuing on stream, like I have teammates that it feels like they're throwing the game, but if you're doing it right and you are 
playing it right, you can win the game um, playing very smart. And that is what makes you a better player. And if you can just rise through the ranks, people start to notice. So as long as you're putting in a lot of time, you're putting in that meaningful time, uh, pro players notice. A lot of people notice names that they see frequently, uh, especially if you're killing them. So just make sure that you're putting in that smart time so you can get through the get through that ranks. Awesome. I was literally just about to ask you, like, what is that quote unquote process of getting noticed by those professional players and whatnot? But I think you just laid it out clearly. Get good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. It, it really is that just like that's where it starts. You have to get to events to do anything because obviously pro players knew of my name playing online, but um, nothing really came of it until like you go to your land. Like I went to that first land and we like I said, I got 10th place and I said it on stream. I said the story on stream the other day where I went to that first land. We played pretty damn well. And L-Town DM'd me saying like, good job, like keep it up. And I was like, damn, all right, that's awesome. And I fig- I thought to myself, even at the time back then, like, I wonder if this could mean anything. Because, like, why would he just DM me? So it's like the opportunities are there and the people are watching. It's just you have to execute and you have to be – you have to show the players what you got. And you have to be confident. Because if you don't have confidence in yourself, it really will not – it won't blossom into something more. You have to believe that there is something more. And who knows, maybe you could get a random DM from L-Town and get a top placing at a world championship event. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Easy um, as that. It's, it's, it's just as easy as that. Um, that's fantastic. So moving on to your career, starting out on teams with Scariotic, Tire Iron, and Firebird, breaking into the professional scene with Ninja, Victory X, and L-Town, and ending up playing with all-time great pros such as Pistola and Snipedown. What has the journey been like rising to the top of Halo 5? Uh, the journey is crazy, man. It, like I said, it, it really did come up quick, but as soon as I was in, like I was there and ready to just keep getting better. I still, I tell everybody that uh, asks about the process, and I say like, just have no ego and stay humble and try and make good interactions with everyone you talk to because you never know. Really, you never know who's gonna be your teammate or who could be your teammate. And even if there was like people I was placing better, it's like I don't try and not talk to them or I try to ego them. It's like I just. Like interact with the people that you can interact with and just like be friends with people and just try and learn from anybody that you can at any moment. There is a lot to learn, even if like the people aren't the very, very best. Like even if they're not talks, like you can still learn from anybody at any moment of little nuances in your gameplay and stuff like that. So it's uh that is a big deal is making like those like those sort of connections and never being complacent. So speaking of like this this could be a little connection here. From near the very beginning, Trippy looked to be your duo in competing. Mm-hmm. You guys have been on teams together for like nearly your entire career yep. in five. So how did you two meet? And then would you like to continue teaming with him in Infinite or would you rather be competing against him? So how it really started with us in Halo 5 was like how I said before with my my sort of journey was... I was playing matchmaking. I'm getting on better teams. I start playing in amateur squads in scrims and custom games. Um, and Joey was right there. Joey was a little bit more noticeable, or like notable rather. Um, people already kind of knew who he was, and um, he was already known as like a decent player. He's, I think he even was like playing with like ninja and doubles here and there, is what he used to tell me uh, back during MCC. But he was getting into some eights lobbies, and since I was getting better, I got invited to eights lobbies. And like, that's an that's another like great sort of avenue. Like I said, like you don't know who's going to be your teammate. Like, just start making connections with people. And we got on like a we got into an eights game, and 
Um, I think I don't know if Joey was the one that messaged me. I think he did. Was like, hey, do you want a team? And I think I was just like, yeah, sure. Because I was I still had a team at the time, but I knew like we were playing in eights and Joey was doing very well. I'm like, this guy's good. I should probably team with him. And so I just took the chance. And I think that's another important thing too is don't be afraid to take chances on people like you know have that drive because I, I like we were on the same team and we could communicate and we even played against each other it's like you can know who has the capability and who has the right mindset i think at the end of the day even there could have been people in that lobby better than us at the time but i could tell that joey had the right mindset he was a cool guy and i think that's very important as well for this sort of business in a way is like you have to have the right sort of mentality uh to really make it and that's why I mentioned like that complacency and that drive for being the best. You can't just be a good player naturally and have this really bad mindset. Like those aren't the players that you see playing at the highest level. Like they, they, a lot of players can make it to the top, but not the best. So um, make those connections. And <laughs> if I had a team with Joey in Infinite, I absolutely would. Like I said, I even included in that uh, that answer earlier, yep, and I still stand by that. But I mean, if if any team came. And at the time that I was really confident in, like the others, absolutely, I would go with them as well. It just comes down to what, like, is it, if the time is right and the opportunity is there to team with Joey and we have other great options, it's like I would team with him too. It's just, that's just the business. And he and I both know that. And we said, like, we'd be happy to. And we even talked with the Rex squad, Ola and Snipedown, months back. And they, like, seemed to reciprocate that. It's like, yeah, I mean, we'd like to do that. But I mean, if the time comes and we, no, there's good options or maybe somebody's a little iffy. It's like, that's fine. We're, we're all happy with seeing each other on great teams. And, um, uh, but I mean, if we can be on that same team, that's fine too. All right. So speaking of trippy, so you guys were on that reciprocity squad with pistol and snipe down. Mm -hmm. Give us an insight as to how that came to be and what your mindset was when that roster got confirmed. So, <clears throat> With the roster, it even goes back before that to Envy when um, the 2017 season, DreamHack, uh, what was it? DreamHack Denver had finished and Envy had placed like fourth and they weren't doing so well. And Huke was already like rumored to going back to COD. Yep. Yep. And uh, so they were kind of like on the fence on if they were splitting or what they were doing. <clears throat> so turned out that. Um, Eric was, I guess, making some like plays to get that Rex squad together, and Ola was kind of just like in that in between, and he knew that, and so I started hearing that, and I was like, I'm gonna reach out to Ola because me and Joey knew that we were great players. We did like Tim in APG, and we knew that they were still great players. But it's like these guys have been doing it, or at least Ola in particular. He's like he's been doing well, and he's still a beast. So it's like he's just that untapped potential that like he's there, and he's he's still a great player. So. It starts off with us getting Ola, and then we also picked up Boo Boo because they dropped, um, they dropped uh, Boo Boo uh, for Splice and picked up Stellar and Eco. So we were like, these guys have been on great teams recently, anyway. We should pick them up. I still think they're great individually, and then we knew they were great people because we had already interacted with them already. So already start talking to Ola. Ola's Ola, and he's great to talk to, and he's a good friend, and he's a great player, and he's a good teammate. So it was just easy to just start playing with them, and we, of course, make our run through Worlds, or through the season and through Worlds, and we start placing top three. And we see good... Um, <laughs> excuse me once. Sorry, I had to cough. That's all good. Um, <laughs> we start seeing some results, and then 
Uh, we even beat, it was obviously that series during Worlds with Reciprocity was just a heartbreaker with what happened to Spartan's controller. Uh, I don't oh, know if you will ever listen to this, but it's I was, such a... I was so happy in the me. crowd, man. I was so happy in the crowd. I'm such an asshole, it but such oh, a, it was so sad. It was, it was such so an sad. awful thing because we didn't even know that happened during the game. Yeah. Just the, like one off of this, like we didn't know that happened in the game, and then we finished the game out, and then we find that after, and it's like, dude, that fucking sucks. Because obviously we won the game. The game could have like, gone now, way now differently. Well, that's the thing. Like nobody knows, and then everyone's gonna say like, oh, but you probably would have lost. It's like, well, you I hate that. I hate that this conversation is even be- being had right now. Right. It's like, well, either way. So that just sucked. But past that, Eric already knew that. Me in particular, he was very interested in me as a player. So he and I started talking after Worlds, and he liked like he liked my play style. And he liked me, and um, <clears throat> he he and I wanted or he wanted the team with me after Worlds. Obviously, wow. we just beat them, but they were still a great team. We went to Game Seven with them; they were a great team. And I was he he and I were talking like, what kind of team should we get? And there had been like some like talks about how what kind of teammates Spartan and Mickwin were, and. Uh, I knew they were great players, but I heard heard like some things like, obviously it's just talk. It's just talk, and I don't. Right. I've never teamed with them, but talk is still very important in this sort of, like I said, business of what we're doing. So these guys that I've been teaming with now for f- like five, six months, being Ola, Boo Boo, and uh, Trippy, I was like, these are all great guys, and they're great players. I think that we should just keep Ola and Trippy because I've been playing with Joey for so long. I've been playing with Ola now, and I really liked Ola and. I like Jesse. Jesse is a great player and he's a great teammate as yeah. well. And it, it just came down to Jesse was like sort of the odd man out though, just for us. Cause I felt like we were still all really close, all four of us, but I think we were the three closest between me, Ola and Joey. So uh, talking to Eric, I was like, let's keep Ola and Joey and we'll be wreck. Cause he had the wreck name and um, he wanted to know what kind of teammates I was looking for. And I was like, I want to stick with these guys. And so that reciprocity develops and that's how it starts. And I think at that point it was obviously like looking at it from an outside perspective, it was like, wow, just two years ago I was nobody. And now I'm playing with Ola and snipe down. But um, I think, especially for me and Joey in particular, like our mindset was like, we made this grind. We're here now. Like we obviously deserve what we are getting. Absolutely. Like, we are, we are equals now in this sort of realm yeah, we're playing with great names, but it's like we are now also a name to be spoken. So uh, there was no like sort of I think Joey actually was a little bit nervous. Actually, he told me he was like excited and nervous because he always looked up to Snipe Down. He told me before we started teaming, he's like, this is awesome. And so he really, really liked it. But we still knew that we had that sort of heaviness to our name now that we can pull our weight. And so we knew that we were respected and we respected others, but we also sort of demanded that respect back. So that's also an important thing is like know your worth in what you're doing. Like you can't overspeak your value if you aren't putting up the results and you can't expect people to sort of pick you up and listen to you if you're not respecting them back and giving them their uh, the due diligence of like what they are owed. So just that that that's just like a sort of tip as well to add to, I guess. Thinking about that roster, it I just thought about something really stupid but awesome at the same time is that Pistol and Snipedown had been teaming together for uh, I believe uh I believe Snipedown was saying that Ola was his longest running teammate of all time. And thinking mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. 
you and Trippy being around that same realm as well, where I've seen you guys on the same squad forever as well. You got the new, you got the new blood and the old vets, their duos together on the same team. Yep. You talking about how much that, that chemistry just worked together. That I love that squad. That squad was so damn good. Oh yeah, we really enjoyed it. And there was obviously like any team, like there's still problems that we experience, but it's like there's always gonna be problems when playing at the highest level. Of course. Especially when your competition is splice and tox at the time. That was like the the strongest competition. It's it like was brutal. There there was there was uh, hardship, but uh we still we all knew we were mentally strong and knew the capability that we all had. And like that's why I <clears throat> mentioned that worth is like we knew at least us being younger, like we knew that we could put up the put up the numbers. And like these guys have already put up the numbers in the past and still are continuing to put up the numbers. So um it it was such a it was such a great roster to get together and I knew that we could do really great things. Absolutely. So not to not to be a downer right now, but like when uh what was your deciding factor to not compete in the current resurgence of Halo three events after the first Halo Classic? Um, that's, yeah, that's no downer question. It's perfectly a good question to ask. I, uh, <clears throat> I made the decision after already competing in the first St. Louis event, um, me, Trippy, Penguin, and, uh, Neptune, we all decided like we were going to try and stick it out and we were just going to keep going. And it just going to the first event and we actually did pretty well for our very first Halo 3 event. Like, we never competed before and now we're here and, and we got top eight. We put up, we didn't win, but we put up a decent, uh, fight against reciprocity who at the time was like these are the guys to probably beat right obviously talks was still the the squad to deal with but it was still like we did well but i could tell that we have to make money or if we were to make money it's like we need to be top three and i didn't know how realistic it'd be to be top three um at these events with all these players even though i was still confident in doing it it's like just the time the effort i thought could be put towards streaming put towards other games or whatever it could be. And at the same time, it's like the money there wasn't, the money and exposure wasn't that great uh, that it was compared to Halo 5 before. So it was just like, I think the efforts could just be put towards something else. And so that's just where the decision came in. Like, I'll wait until there's Reach or Infinite or whatever next that is a little bit bigger, or has a little bit more of a difference. Because the big thing was like, I was struggling at the beginning, just getting better at Halo 3, just because I played halo three way back but that was whenever i was like nine ten years old so these people have literal literally a decade on me of experience and even though i'm a quick learner and i knew i could do well obviously by getting top eight even the first event that we had so little practice it's like i still think that um it wasn't worth it it would not be as worth it in the long run so it just uh that was just a decision by the end of it was i think i could be doing something else and enjoy my time a little bit more. So I think it's also been a good thing for me to step away from competing for a while anyway, because now I just want to do it even more. I want to compete. I have like a different, I feel like I have a different mindset, to be honest with you. Um, Just stepping away, appreciating what I actually did have in Halo 5, even though it had its problems. I think I can understand those problems and um, even sort of maybe things I can work on as an individual player and implement in the future. Um, I just think there is a sort of breath of fresh air for myself as a player after taking this time off. And I'm looking forward even more to just getting back into it. Sometimes all you need is that break too. So that's, that's great to hear. And then as a spectator right now, or if you wanted to go back and compete, 
if this decision is made, what would you rather see leading up to Infinite? Are you do you want the Halo Three events to stay? Do you want Reach on PC to take over? What what are your thoughts? So I actually saw this same post from the commentator Lethal just a few days ago. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, and I retweeted it, and I uh, I even voted myself. I'd like to see Reach come back. I said it right before I think Halo Three was the first event had started. Okay. But I really would have preferred Halo Halo Two Anniversary to come back, and then Forge maps also be implemented, and maybe we could work on settings and whatnot. Because I think that game never really got its due dil- uh, that due respect of what it could have been. Because I think there was just not enough time to form anything proper in that game and it was just sort of just there and then halo 5 happened and i think it never had enough time to even though it was still not like as great as people wanted it to be because it wasn't halo 2 like just directly right it was kind of like halo 4 engine whatnot but um still it was something that didn't get the time that it really deserved Um, i think it was just pushed to the side too quickly I completely understand. Um, so I have to ask this because you did say its name. What are your thoughts on Halo Four? Um, I really don't like Halo Four. Ah, fuck! Yeah, really, I, I don't like <laughs> it. It never, it never really. Yeah, I mean the lack of D scope loadouts, different loadouts especially, and then abilities, different abilities, and then ordnance drops. All these things were just not Halo. No, a game is not a competitive um, game at all. Either. Not even competitive. It's just it's just, it's just not Halo. It, I think the problem with Halo and has been the problem with Halo. Um, I don't know if I've actually said this on any on my stream or not. I think I have. It's just it has it really does have an identity crisis where it doesn't. It really hasn't implemented something that hasn't been done or seen in other games. I feel like in such a long time. Uh, I feel like that was like sort of the. Um, I guess mentality with Halo, the classic Halo that was such a, a the allure was how different it was to other FPS at the time, and it had such a different look. It had all these different things, and obviously it didn't have abilities at the time, but it was just different from other FPSs. And now it just feels like starting with Reach, it was kind of like we're starting to just implement things from other games. Obviously not like a one to one direct um, copy, but it was just like. All right, you're saying Halo Four is its own spin on things, but you have ordnance drops, which is kill streaks. You still have sprint. You still have loadouts, different loadouts that you can customize. You now have skins on guns, which that's not even the worst part of it, but that's fine. But then it's just all these things are so. It's like they they're taking ideas from other games and then not doing it well. It's it's different if you implement something and you have it's still like the same concept but just different, but. Uh, it, it really, really just felt like it's so out of place for Halo. And like I, I'm perfectly on board for a game to sort of grow and change, but when it's still just so close to the original design from other games, it just, it, it at that point, it's like Halo has lost its identity and it needs to sort of, it needs to change back or revert back to something a little bit more simple or it just needs to create something completely new on its own. Um, I think that's what's been lost, and it, it really needs to be that way again. I feel like Halo 4 it really is the epitome. Like Reach, I think, was different, where even some of the, like, uh, some of the abilities or, uh, what was it, some of the objects that you could use in Halo 3, like the Power Drainer and Armor Lock, or Power Drainer and Bubble Shield, all those things and yeah. uh, all that. Like those were, those were like the things I could say are those weren't in other games. 
they were just implemented and those were unique. And obviously that, that wasn't in co- like competitive settings, but it was still something new right. and fresh. And like, that's sort of what I think of when I think of something that I want to see in infinite and in the future of halo, it's like, they tried something that wasn't like other games or maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Like you don't see a power drainer or a radar jammer or a bubble shield in other games at the time, whenever halo three was around, it's like, that was just something that they did and tried. Maybe it wasn't the best, but I mean, they tried it. But at least it didn't break the core formula of the experience either. And and like you didn't, they didn't have the game around those uh, those objects in the game, those tools. No. So that that's a big deal as well for what I think can make Halo Halo. And um, I think that step away with Reach and Halo Four is really what lost people. And I mean, even gained some people, but it's just like that deficit from who has come to Halo now to who has left Halo has been so great of a loss that it's like you need to be new, you need to be different than other games. And I've said it, I said it before now, it's like I don't even really care if it's purely classic Halo in the future. I just want something that's new, fresh, and fun. And I think with a, like the genre of just FPS being the way it is now, like Apex I think is a good example of something that's not exactly new, but it's still very different. Like it's still like you have like for example with Apex, you have a hero class system, but it's not like Overwatch. It's not like um I mean Overwatch was kind of almost based off of like the class system in a way from like the from like League in a way where they had like specific abilities, but it's still just different enough and the gameplay isn't centered directly around that. It can be influenced, but it's not that's not all it is. The gunplay is good and like that's what it, uh, an FPS is really about at the end of the day is like all of the like how good does the game feel and how well does it play and what is kind of its identity with it being an FPS shooter. And that's really what Halo has always been was just like that's what it was. It was just the shooting. It was just the fundamentals of like that teamwork and the basicness of it. But if there's something new, it just needs to be new. It can't be, uh, I don't know, like it, it can't be like that sprint or that ordinance drop being not a kill streak. It's just an ordinance drop and what their words at the time for Halo 4 was. Because they really wanted it to not be a kill streak in their eyes, but it was an ordinance drop. So yeah, stuff was, like that can't continue. Yeah. Definitely a hodgepodge of a lot of different things taking place in that game. Yes. Um, so I kind of went off the rails, so I apologize. Let's reel it back in. What has been your favorite moment from throughout your career? Um, I have a couple that I think are very equal. So um, it has the first one would have to be when we 3-0'd Optic at Orlando. MLG Orlando. That was fucking insane. Oh, with the new Envy roster, and we were so hyped. So it's uh, fucking I, insane. I played, I played fucking... I knew I played out of my mind because I was just... I was challenging, like, one shot on Kali Flag, Royal 2 across the map, and then, like, winning a gunfight. And, like, stuff like that was, <laughs> oh like, blowing my mind. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm feeling great right now. And, um, another, like, the next thing, of course, is just making it into grand finals from winners at Atlanta. Um, it, it, it's, like, a bittersweet because, like, we didn't make it. We weren't really... We weren't able to follow through on winning the grand finals. Um, so it's bittersweet, but it's, like, we still were able to get second place, my first second place so far. And we were able to do that getting into winners because we'd been in um, some really close series, almost making a grand finals before. So just finally getting in was great. And the fact of the matter is, is that we talked about earlier, you had you had a tremendous rise that that happened very quickly. Right. 
So yeah. being able to it, second place is nothing to scoff at. Like, yes, everybody wants to get first, but getting second place at a major tournament is nothing to scoff at considering the monumental rise and how quickly it happened when that took place. Yeah. Yeah. So very true. Pe- people really need to pay attention to that. Um, what has been your favorite event or tournament and why? Um, definitely has to be between those two events. Even I definitely have some bias with just Orlando. That's where I'm closest to. So Playing at Orlando was nice to just drive down to the venue from my college at the time, and I just went straight there. Just went straight to the venue, and then started gaming the weekend. The weather was nice. It was, uh, I think it was in February, so the weather was mild, and the competition was fun. Like, and we did well and had a new team, and so it was just great. And of course, it was the first MLG event ever in H five, so it was oh, just man. so. And it was the venue was nice. It was like be, going to the other venues and the other events prior was like nothing compared to what MLG was able to put up yep. uh, for the first time. So it was such a difference and such a difference in quality that needs to stay, of course, uh, with Halo. But it, it was so beautiful going from that and then doing so well. And then um, also Worlds um, 2018. The venue was great. Amazing. It was it was awesome. The hotel we were actually able to stay at through 343. Um, that that's one thing I can give them su- such great praise for is how well they treated the pros and uh, like the the top eight I believe that got the treatment whenever these events would occur. That we did get some we did get special treatment. It was it's kind of awesome <laughs> to be frank. It was great that we were able to stay in such a nice um hotel. And they they paid for it. It was it was great. It, it's such an awesome experience, and I really really thank them for that opportunity to do something like that and be able to, um, just be a part of it. See, when you were talking about the venue changes and whatnot, I was at the um the fall finals that were in Burbank, uh, for, oh. for Pro League, right? But that was that was the first ever event I've actually ever been to. Um, so my wife and I flew out there we took it over the weekend. It was actually over my birthday, which was crazy. Um, but we show up, I I thought it was great for what it was. And then I heard the horror stories about how worlds took place in the exact same venue that year. And it Mm -hmm. was from ESL and it was like a fucking disaster basically. Yeah. And then we go to, and then I was at worlds, um, 2018 in Seattle and that was just, being at an MLG event, you're right. It's it's polar opposites of what yep. what the fuck ESL was doing. So I really do hope, like you said, I hope I hope MLG is the de facto tournament organizer for Infinite for HCS events because it's just there's a heritage there of yeah. being with Halo, right? And when I saw it leaving, I was I was thinking to myself, man, we're in a really fucking bad place. If MLG's taking a step back. And keep in mind for, for those listening, MLG is still, still supporting Gears events. Like it's crazy. It's unfucking believable. Like I'm they happy put on for great them. Gears events too. They, they, they do. Gears Gears does very well and their events are very hype from what I've seen. And yes. they, people really enjoy it and the community seems to really enjoy it. God, they're so fucking good to watch. Um yep. all right. So do you have a funny or crazy story that you can tell about an event it can be about yourself a teammate doesn't matter funny or crazy story yeah just something out I'm, there. I'm always i'm always the worst when it comes to like stories or recollecting on something well thanks a lot just off <laughs> <the mind>. it, it's, <laughs> it's rough uh I, I can try and think of it but 
something crazy. Mm. We can come back to it if you want to. It's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah All right. Probably have to come back. It'd take me a minute. No problem. Um, so we see players changing orgs a lot in the Halo scene. Roster Mania is a bitch. Um, yeah. Is there any one org that does it better than the rest? Or, is any, or mm. has any org stood out to you along the way? I mean, I, I've only been on, let's see, I've only been on LG, Envy, and then Rec. Reci- Reciprocity. Yep. So um, LG to Envy was great, to be honest. Like, Envy was so, so much more, I guess, per- professional with us. I don't know if it's because at the time LG was very just hands-off with Halo, I think, and he just kind of didn't really want to deal with us, it almost sure. felt like, if I'm being honest. Even though, like, we're still doing okay, like, we're getting top six, but, um... Well, when you think about it, ten it, whole organizations in esports, you think of Optic, you think of Envy. Yeah, so. exactly. So, um, going from, like, that LG to Envy was a big change. They were just so professional, and uh, they had already teamed with... Or, Ola already had been on the org before, so he had good repertoire with uh, Hastro, the owner, right. who we talked to a little bit, and um, we, of course, were very... Uh, we were very just humble people, uh, myself, Joey, and Boo Boo, when talking with Hastro and just talking over stuff with anybody else. And so it was just a great experience with them. And uh, I think it was just reciprocated, just the behavior that we expected from each other. And it was very nice. Like I said, I think just LG was not comparable. I think it was just due to their bias towards the the Halo community. But um, I think that could probably change depending on how, I guess, yeah, either how well we were doing or how well the scene itself was just doing. Um, so I don't know if I can really blame them for at the time, like because sure. uh, we started coming in once Halo Five was getting a little bit more support uh, with like MLG and whatnot. But then same thing with the reciprocity, same exact thing. Rec was just starting because uh, because uh, Chad Larson, who Eric knew very well and personally from like I guess back in the Halo Four days, um, he wanted to start reciprocity and he started with Halo. And so they started the season before, or they started, yeah, they started the season before us with that Spartan McWin, uh, snipe down Penguin squad. And uh, we were just like the next go to squad, I guess, now that uh, Eric decided like he wanted to not team with them anymore. And they were very respectable, or Chad was very, he was very hands on with us as well, since he was, of course, I think he had the leisure too. He had the, um, uh, he had the smaller organization uh, just because he was just starting out, yeah. which was honestly great. Um, so Envy and Reciprocity was very respectful. And even though he was smaller and just new to the scene, like Chad was very hands-on, very into it. And he's always kept up with Halo. So he knew a lot about the scene, about the players, and he's always kept up with it. So it was great just interacting with him. And um, it was mainly through him at Direct, too, since he was... Uh, just starting out so there wasn't any like manager to speak through to talk to him it was just him that is a great just like how it is with any small business it's so nice just to talk to like the the owner or the person that knows the most and can handle things directly um, without any sort of disconnect so it was very very professional and had a great experience with both of those organizations and lg like i said i, I really don't have any problems with them but they out of the three they lg was definitely just uh just not the best, to awesome. say the least. Well, thank you for that insight there, because a lot of people don't understand what it's like to be working within an organization, so on and so forth. So, yeah. Um, 
All right, so Halo Classic Atlantic City is coming up in a couple weeks. What are your predictions? Uh, I imagine Tox is just going and probably Tox. Yes. They, <laughs> you know, their yeah. etiquette and how <clears throat> how much time they put into the game, especially I, I I imagine they're still a lot. They're still playing a lot. Yeah. I don't know how scrims are going. I haven't really been watching too much, but I imagine their their work ethic. That was the word I was looking for. Is probably still stronger and still more consistent than probably everybody else as a whole and their skill is just bar none like they are still the best players i said it before that when people were talking about penguin and trippy winning the 2v2 now they were like h5 kids it's like they were the they were among the best players myself included like we were among the best players in the most current halo game even if we're not playing classic halo or once we started migrating back to Classic Halo, it's like we were still going to be among the best players. And it still would have just taken time. And obviously it just had taken time. Like they were able to win that 2v2 because they are still just the be- some of the best players currently because they have that drive. They have that skill. They, they're, we're all young. And so it, we have that capability. And um, yeah, I, I think uh, there could probably still be some competition, but definitely talks probably is my guess. Awesome, and they, then they've what, just they've they've been dominant throughout all the the classic events. Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's it'd be hard to bet against them. It is yeah, crazy. E- exactly. I I have watched the tournament still, even with them playing. Like when they do play, it's like it's still it's still a very large lead in skill of what they they are capable of. So yeah. definitely them. And then we're just gonna wait till infinite, and then you're gonna kick APG off, and then uh, you guys will continue winning <laughs> <Yeah>. tournaments. Um, <laughs> Okay, we're getting near the end of the interview here. We have some rapid-fire questions, but before we do that, I have to ask you. So we asked our listeners um, for this week's episode like what their competitive Halo wish list is in terms of spectating and competing in events themselves, not just mm-hmm. from a gameplay pr- perspective. So as a professional Halo player yourself, I have to ask you, what do you want in a competitive Halo event? Like, What, what do you look for? I want in a competitive Halo event. Do you mean the event itself? Yep. Or the, the event itself, like from from a competing standpoint, not not gameplay, but like at the event itself. What are you looking for? Uh, I mean, I'm just looking for the smoothest uh, sort of display and smoothest process of finding my matches, getting my matches, knowing when and where I'm playing. Um, that is just that's what really set up the tone for what I really want to expect from events with MLG. It's like. They really let us know ahead of time like what to expect, where to be, and when to play. And so, yeah, it, it really has to just be like the increasing the details and making sure that uh, the players are well-versed in what to expect from even the organizers. The MLG was very um, open to talk about things and uh, had like a good discourse with us. So that's what I would expect from future events is just a good smooth streamlined process of these sort of events awesome all right you ready for some rapid fire questions yeah sure favorite food steak favorite movie to be honest i do not have one there's no go-to give me a top five top five something just give me something give me something to work with here i'm telling you man i really don't have (laughs) like what was the movie that you and the girlfriend recently watched And enjoyed, and enjoyed. And enjoyed. Yes, Uh, it can't be a shit movie. Okay, here, I'll actually give you a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed. Go for it. Thoroughly enjoy is probably like a go-to. Maybe Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Okay, that's a classic choice. All right, we'll take it. 
There uh, you go. No, I don't want no cop-out answer this time either. What's your favorite musical artist or group? Favorite musical artist or group? Maybe right now? Yeah. I would say... It has to be between Brockhampton. Oh, so damn good, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brockhampton. Um, they, they definitely have to be the go-to. I, I enjoy a lot of their music. I can't think of any of the artists right now. I've been downloading a lot of music from, but definitely them. Did you listen to, did you listen through Ginger? Yes, I've listened through it. Yep. Initial I thoughts? About, <clears throat> I liked most of it. I liked okay. most of it. There were a few that I didn't like, but most of it I did like. What's your favorite Brockhampton album so far? Um... <sighs> It's hard to say. I don't know if I've really given a good listen to the first two. Okay, I've two heard this, track, I, yeah, I've I've heard the um some tracks off of here and there from all of them, but uh I think I've liked the most of the songs off of the most recent album, honestly. Awesome. Um favorite sport and team. Favorite sport and team. I don't really have a favorite team, but I will say that if I do keep up with a sport, it's probably football. Okay. My girlfriend actually is the one that really is a big fan of the Green Bay Packers. And so she's nah, really fuck! No! We're, <laughs> we're in Minnesota. So, I mean, oh, I gotcha. friendly rivalry, you know? It makes sense. Yeah, her yeah. her aunt actually is a Minnesota fighting, Vikings fan. Oh, shit, so that's awesome! There's already, there's, already, there's already some competition in her family. But <laughs> if there is, whenever that season's starting, I'm into it. I really do enjoy watching football and even basketball, but I just don't really keep up with it because I'm... I said, I, everything else keeps up my time, like with what I want to do. Of course. It's hard, it's hard for me to just watch sports, really, but uh, definitely football if I had to choose one. Awesome. Uh, favorite Halo game of all time? Favorite Halo game of all time probably has to be Halo 3 so far. Ooh, there it is. All right. Uh, yeah. Worst Halo game of all time, even though I probably already know Halo the answer. Halo 4. Is. Fuck. <laughs> 1000%. Josh, Josh likes Halo 4 from a casual, just. I'm a multiplayer god in that fucking he game, is. and I have no idea why. I have no idea why. Oh my god. That game is so fucking terrible, though, in, like, most ways. <laughs> I just, I'm fucking, I'm good. Um, you, you're, just, you're just, like, the fan. For, like, some people just like movies or certain movies that are just so terribly bad that they really enjoy those yes! movies. And I guess you're, maybe that's where you're getting that's that sort of kick, where it's like, it's so bad, but in a good way for my, for you. exactly it. That's exactly it. Oh my god. Thank you for, put, yes. Um, what is the first game you remember playing? First game I remember playing is probably Halo 1. I, I really do think I remember playing Halo 1 first. What's your favorite video game yeah. of all time? My favorite video game of all time, probably Fallout New Vegas. Wow. Okay. Yes, it's a great, probably. great narrative. Um, yes. What's your least favorite video game of all time? My least favorite video game. Oh. Please don't That's play Halo 4. <laughs> no, I mean, it definitely has to be up there, but I, I can't think off the top of my head. Because it's like, if I, I already know pretty well before a game that I buy if I want to play of it, course. if I like it. So of course. it's hard to really say. If there is one that I think is really that bad, I yeah, I'm pretty stingy when it comes to like what I buy. I you might I'm, have to I be Halo sure. 4 then. <laughs> if, yeah, I'm saying like that that would probably have to be the cop out, even oh, though it's no. an answer. It's like that is the cop out. Like, maybe okay. Halo Four. I didn't really like it. Um, some I, I will say something that is comparable um, to like Halo Four because Halo Four was like that same thing where I played it and I didn't mind it at first, but then like it just got boring and I didn't like it as much pretty sure. quickly. Yeah. Something that is almost on that level was titanfall i liked titanfall wow. at the beginning i really liked it at the beginning but then it fell off so hard because of like the lack of content the lack of customization all those things and it's like it had such a great potential but it just 
it really just kind of never delivered. Did you so play? I yeah, I play what? Did you play a lot of uh, TF2? No, I never actually did. I I wanted to by the time I was competing, so I didn't really have time to play anything else. Oh man! But I heard a lot of good things about TF2, and I was really considering buying it, but I was so invested in competing, so I never really got to got to around to playing it. I can't blame you, but yeah, it definitely did fix a lot of the issues that the first game had. It definitely built upon and expanded upon things in a great way. Yeah, I, I saw that the release date was like right in between like Call of Duty and Battlefield 1 at the time. It was like such oh a bad God. decision, yeah. and I was like, man, I can't believe they actually did that to the game. Because if it came out any later, maybe I would have been able to finally pick it up at some point or something, but... Damn, dude, I it really sucks because I, I liked the idea and I really enjoyed it, like I said, at the beginning, but then it just fell off. I think it's not that I hate the game. It's that I hated what it, I hated that it had so much potential. And I, that's I almost feel the same way with Halo 5. It's like it had so much potential and it could have been so much bigger and so much grander, at least competitively. But um, it just kind of fell flat. But that game, Titanfall 1 definitely fell flat for me very quickly. I can completely understand. Um, and then is there any unknown player, like unknown to, I would say most people within the scene that you think is going to do big things in Halo Infinite? Um, or just somebody to the, keep an eye on off the top of my head still has to probably be bound. He's definitely like the name that people throw around. He's playing, he's played eights for a long time. He's with very good pros and he's very good. And yep. I, I think it just, it, I've heard him say. I've heard people say that he just doesn't want to compete just because he doesn't want to or something like that. It's like I don't know if that's really a good answer, but I mean, if he happens to start competing in the future, he probably could do very well. So I hope to actually see him play because he seems to have potential at least. And uh, I would like to see like if any, if anybody has potential and is a good enough player, I'd like to see them try it. But uh, besides him, maybe Scariotic. He's always been that person that people talk about. He's a great player, but he's always been just sort of out there with what he says to people and so that really costs him and i'm i even know him personally so it's like he just says some reckless dumb shit whether it be or just talk <laughs> shit for the over the internet just because it's he's playing online so he goes off in his rants and it's like man he has a lot of potential too so those two are probably like my top two okay um that i could really think of and yeah pro- probably those two Awesome. So the rapid fire segment turns into a long form segment. Um, yeah. You always make it. That I way, know. Right? I always, I fuck it up. Uh, so l- let's see. I had one other thing that I wanted to ask, but now I can't fucking remember it. Do you, did you happen to recall a weird story from an event? If not, again, that's fine. Yeah, no, I, I really can't. Uh, not off the top of my head. Whenever I'm at events, dude, I'm super, super zoned in. There's not crazy things happening i'm just playing the game i'm chilling out and then i'm playing the game even more that's usually what happens for me at the weekend nothing happens really before nothing really after not too much if maybe maybe something slipped in my mind right now there probably is something but it's okay nothing, nothing too crazy i don't blame likely you. if i can't remember it you focus on the game that's all that matters yeah exactly um, at the i did remember what i was going to ask you so you stream full-time are there any games that you're playing off stream that you're currently enjoying um, so I just started streaming Apex a little bit more and I started, uh, I started playing it a lot more serious the past couple weeks. I've always, or I started liking Apex a lot more and, uh, or I started liking Apex when it first came out, but I hadn't really taken it serious, but now I think I'm actually going to be taking it serious and now I'm streaming it, but definitely Apex. And, um, I had played or replayed Fall New Vegas again. A few months back besides that smash I, I really do enjoy smash 
Smash Ultimate I've been playing a lot of. Or I haven't been playing a lot recently, but I have been playing a lot in the past, like, five, six months. Awesome. Who do you main in Apex? Uh, I actually started maining Pathfinder. I used okay. to play a lot of Bangalore, but Pathfinder, I, I really like his mobility. So I, uh, I just been playing him, and I really enjoy playing him. And who do you, who do you mean in Smash? Yeah. Okay, so Smash, I've gone through a lot of different mains, uh, actually, but with the most recent patch, I think I'm going to be playing Mewtwo again. I, wow. I was playing Mewtwo for a while, but then now he's gotten a lot of buffs. So I was thinking, and I started playing my, me and my buddy. Um, he's like one of my only friends that I, I play Smash with because we just, he's kind of, he's pretty competitive like me, and he likes to lab things, so he's a good player. And we just play a lot. We like we'll get into like just five hour grind sessions. Like just about a week ago, we hadn't played in so long, but we played for like five hours straight. And I was playing Jesus. like just Mew- I was playing like just Mewtwo the entire time because I hadn't played him in so long. But he was he was feeling real nice. So besides that, maybe I was playing. I played a lot of Fox. So Fox and Mewtwo are like the two characters I played the most probably. All right. So you're saying that uh, we expect you to be on reciprocity with Snipe Down in terms of Apex, and we're gonna see you at next year's Evo for Smash. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Perfect. And All I right. Will- <laughs> I will reverse sweep Leffen in uh, in a to to keep going on into winners. You fucking heard it here it, first, it'll, folks. It'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> He's gonna reverse sweep Leffen. Holy yeah. shit! Leffen Leffen will get good enough to make it as far as the grand finals, and I will somehow beat him and get into grand finals, reverse sweeping him. Just just calling it here to win Evo twenty twenty. <laughs> Boom! There it is. You heard it here first. Fuck you, Echo Fox. You're out. <laughs> um. That's fantastic. <laughs> fucking love that. That's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. To close things out, saying, what are you up to? Where can people find you? Uh, what I'm up to? I'm getting back into school. I am still going to be streaming. I actually, as you mentioned before, I'm going to be changing my stream schedule up. Um, still going to be five days a week, at least roughly. I'm going to try and stick to that schedule five days a week, Monday through Friday. I'm going to try and start at six Eastern, best of my ability, and stream three to four hours. Playing Halo, maybe some Apex, maybe something else. I'll I'll find out if I'm gonna throw in some other games. Uh, you can find me at um, the one Saiyan on Twitter and at the one Saiyan underscore on Twitch. Um, that's about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Saiyan, professional Halo player, soon to be professional Apex player, soon to be professional <laughs> Smash player, <laughs> gonna be winning Evo 2020. Gonna be lit- winning literally everything. <laughs> literally everything <laughs> gonna be replacing apg on talks just gonna <laughs> be doing god's work oh saying it's been a pleasure thank you so much for being on our show we greatly appreciate it man yeah it's been a pleasure too man i really appreciate these interviews anytime thank you so much thank you so much Have a good day and ladies and gentlemen that does it for our saying interview will what are your what are your thoughts oh man it was amazing hearing Saiyan just talk about how he feels about competing and everything he's gone through, um, you know, moving orgs and whatnot and how they, it it was just a great insight to that, that life and what he's, what he's doing. I agree. And I'm also looking forward to him replacing APG on talks (laughs) and uh, him reverse sweeping Leffen at Evo 2020 finals for smash. It's going to be a great time. No, seriously, Saiyan was an absolute treat to have on the show. Um, he was he was our first uh, current professional player that's ever been on the show. Um, and I think it was great because he came in at the Halo 5 time, you know, and you started off with the Halo 5 as well. So it was great hearing 
where he was coming from, how far he's gone in such a short amount of time and like putting into comparison some of the older pros that he's teamed with and looked up to and all that stuff as well. So it was an absolute pleasure having him on. And uh, all I can say is stay tuned for the next episode of HGS Pro Talk because we're going to be talking about UGC's The Halo Classic Atlantic City. It's right around the corner. Can't wait. But until then, bye-bye!